Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, here we be on a Wednesday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, back in the studio. Back on both uh, radio and television today. So good to be back in the fold after we had to operate remotely here after all the snow we got over the holiday weekend uh, in the blizzard that will probably live in infamy uh, for a long time. It's going to be right up there with the blizzard of 77. Not as much snowfall. Higher winds. But higher winds. We were up near Cat 1 hurricane stuff, man, in terms of wind speed. Yeah. It was bananas. Yeah, it was was a bad weekend. Got the National Guard downtown digging people out. Listen, in all seriousness, we had people pass. Yeah. And and it's, it's bad. And you get into situations where you can't get, and you didn't, you know, you just can't get out. And that can't get out of the bad thing. You're, you know, you can't get out of your car. You can't escape. You can't go anywhere. Her crew out of here got stuck in a Home Depot for two days. Yeah. One of our crew right Addison, here in the control yeah. room. I, and goodness gracious. I didn't know that until we got into work today. We got the other one, George. George, 4 a.m. Christmas morning. Boom. The pipe busts. Busted pipe. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It was bad, folks. Had no uh, water bad. for like three days. Yeah. Man, oh, man. It's real. I feel bad. It's real. It's real. So, you know, people, and I get it, people make fun of people who live in, you know, why don't you live someplace warm? Well, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of benefits to living here, no question about it. You take what you get weather-wise, well, and none I mean, of us have any control People in Florida have hurricanes. People in California have earthquakes and mudslides. Yeah. it's People in the neck of the woods where you grew up yeah. have tornadoes. That's right. I'll tell you so, what, man. Mother Nature... Is seems like she's dealing with a toxic boyfriend, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. So, so I don't want to. Here's an analogy, right? Um, yeah. There you go. Uh, we've got other stuff to discuss, and I think the closer we get to this, Steve, the bigger and bigger this game feels. I, I think, without question, it is. The biggest game of the season, and I know insert your coach speak here, of course it's the biggest game of the season, it's the next one. But in terms of what is on the line this week for Buffalo, and for Cincinnati for that matter, I know we suffer from Bill's myopia here all the time because of what we do and what our job description is, 
But there's just as much on the line this week, maybe not more, but almost as much for the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bills, as we know, clinched their division title last week with the win over the Bears. And, you know, the Miami loss certainly helped as well to the Packers. But the Bengals, with a win against the Bills on Monday night, coupled with a loss by the Baltimore Ravens this week, would give them the AFC North title as they are still in a nip-and-tuck race with the Ravens, who, by the way, beat the Bengals earlier this season. They will meet again in Week 18, but you have to believe the Bengals are hoping to get a win this week to enhance their chances at a division title and, come the end of the regular season. And it's, it's not, it is a big game, and we've had, you've had big games before, but this one, I mean, uh, this came out from uh, NFL Total Access. And they ask, how good of a Monday night football game will the Bills-Bengals clash in Week 17 be? How good will it be, Steve? How about the best ever? Not only are Josh Allen and Joe Burrow's 66 passing touchdowns and 77, 78 offensive TDs the most by any two opposing quarterbacks entering any Monday night football matchup, but their team's 23 combined wins are tied for the most ever entering a Monday night football game in NFL history. The previous matchup took place in week 16 of 1997 between the Niners and the Broncos. Now, the Niners won that game, but the Broncos won the war. They took home the Super Bowl 32 trophy that season. This is two of the... It's uh, a big one. It's as good a matchup of two teams that are bulldozing through the last half of their season. This is a big game yeah. against two really good football teams. In case teams. you've been living under a rock, the Bills with a win coupled with a Kansas City loss as unlikely as it might seem to Denver would secure the top seed in the AFC and guarantee home field advantage throughout the playoffs now they win this week and then win next week against New England they get the top seed in the AFC anyway but if they can get a little help I'm sure they'd take it knowing that Kansas City has an identical record to them at 12 and 3. So uh yeah, it's it's a monumental game for the fortune for the playoff fortunes of both the Bills and the Bengals this week and the fact that it's sitting there in prime time as the last game of the week makes it all the more attractive as far as many outside observers are concerned. There are some injury notes for this one on Cincinnati's Side of the ledger, Tyler Boyd's been dealing with a dislocated finger, but it looks like that is as good as it's been in the last few weeks. So he's expected to be, for the most part, recovered from that injury. Then you have Trey Hendrickson, their top pass rusher. He's been playing through a broken wrist. He's obviously not going to be 100% for this game, but he is expected to play. And then their other pass rusher, uh, Hubbard, is Sam Hubbard, he's got a calf injury. He had been labeled week to week, but just yesterday, head coach Zach Taylor is now listing him as day-to-day, which gives indication that he has a chance to play this week and get back in the lineup against the Bills. So something just to keep an eye on there from an injury perspective with respect to Cincinnati's defense. Both of their top pass rushers nicked up and dealing with stuff coming into this game. So 
some things to just keep an eye on as the week yeah, unfolds. The, the Bills, statistically, the Bills' defense is better, ranks better than the Cincinnati defense in most categories. Um, but the Bills' offense and the Cincinnati offense are pretty close on almost all categories. Maybe yeah. the Bills are a hair higher, but this is a statistically and where these teams are ranked, this is as close a matchup yeah, right as the there. Bills have had all year. All year. Even the defenses have been pretty comparable over this past month. Just from a points allowed perspective over the last four games, the Bengals have given up just under 19 points a game. 18.7 is their average points allowed over the right. last month. The Bills over the last month, 16 points allowed. So it's less than a field goal, um, <clears throat> which is probably part of the reason why the the line on this game is as tight as it is. Yeah, the Bills are overall the season. The Bills are number two in points given up. The Bengals are nine, so they're a top ten team as well. But you, as you said, even better form this last this last week. Now they they gave up 18 points to the Patriots, and now the Patriots got a pick six too, and the Bengals turned it over twice down close. One of them was down close, so um, it was yeah. So the Bengals are. Uh, they're a good team, man. There's no doubt about it. They're they are a really good team, um, and so are the Bills. Yeah. Um, let's go around the NFL, which is brought to you as always by Collider Health, the official healthcare system of the Buffalo Bills. There was some quarterback news. First and foremost, Joe Burrow, who the Bills are playing, named AFC Offensive Player of the Week, forty for fifty-two for three hundred seventy-five yards and three tutties against the Patriots, who admittedly did not play very well, but you can't fault Burrow for who he's playing against, and he lit him up the like Patriots, a Christmas tree. The Patriots looked like the Patriots of the playoff game last year here in Buffalo. <sighs> Just they, couldn't, they could not get a stop. Joe Burrow certainly was – he went check down, check down, check down, check down, just through the short passes, but the Patriots were dropping way back, and he just took it, and it was, it was maddeningly – inevitable if you're a Patriots fan to watch that game maddeningly inevitable the outcome of that game yeah they had they had some moments where all of a sudden okay Jones pick six got into the end zone that made it you know a, a, a one score game uh but man oh man it never seemed close the Patriots offense continues to just light itself on fire yeah in other quarterback news the Washington Commanders have benched the slumping Taylor Heineke in favor of Carson Wentz, who is now back in the starting lineup at quarterback as they will be taking on the Browns this week. They got to hang in there, man. They're trying. They got to hang in there. Uh, they're, they're doing everything they can do to stay in the conversation. They're at the seven seed right now. They're in. The commanders are in the playoffs right now. Yeah. And they're benching their QB. That's you get to this point, man. People are just, they're just desperate. Some of these teams, yeah, that's you know, why, that's why the Jets are going back to Mike White. He's healthy enough to play. Yeah. Get him in there. He's and a, yes, Zach right. Wilson gets demoted for the second time this season, not just to backup, to third string and inactive. Joe Flacco is again the the number two quarterback for the Jets. Mike White cleared to play. He will play at Seattle. Here's the thing. This I, weekend. I, listen, I, you know, I'm, I don't know what to think about the Jets, whether I'm kind of pulling for them or not pulling for them, but just because of, you know, I got some respect for Salah and, and what they've done over there. But 
do you really think Mike White? I, just, I think they're they're making the right move, no question about it. Mike White's the guy for now, but Jet fans, you can't expect Mike White to come in and play as well as he did against the Bills or these other teams that he came in and kind of held it together. He's going to be hurting, man. He's got he's got his ribs are he had multiple fractures, messed up. So. To, to have him come in and think he's just going to play like he always plays, I think that's unreasonable to expect. And they need, they need that from him, but I don't know if he's going to be able to give it. Right. Meanwhile, in Miami, let me know if you've heard this before, Steve. Oh, boy. Tua Tungavailoa is in concussion protocol, and he is likely to miss Sunday's game against the Patriots, which would thrust Teddy Bridgewater into the lineup. He is listed as the starter on Sunday. So it looks like Tua will not play this weekend, even though he is listed as day-to-day. And there is a second part of the story, Steve. According to a source, Tom Pelissero of NFL Network is reporting that the NFLPA has officially initiated an investigation into Dolphin quarterback Tua Tagovailoa's second stint in concussion protocol. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did hear about this before. They're being investigated a second time. Whatever. For improperly, potentially improperly handling Tua's concussion protocol situation. That's just to say they're, they're just, that's just to say they're doing it. That's, who cares? So that's for optics, you believe, Uh, more than anything. Yes. What are they going to do? Question the doctors? Oh, wow. Question Tua? (laughs) What? What are they going to do? Who are they going to question, even if they do go down and question them? Yeah. Or are they just going to read the doctor's reports and say, yeah, okay, looks good? I mean, come on. I get it. It's, they have to do that. It's kind of part of their role in their part of getting this protocol situation into place. Well, so they got to make sure they maintain it and, and monitor it. But come on. Mike McDaniel addressed the media today and – He is claiming, based on what he described at his press conference today, that they thought something might be wrong with Tua based on how they were reviewing the game tape and questioned Tua, quote, with a high degree of concern and then felt he needed to go see doctors. So they didn't realize a concussion may have happened until they were reviewing the game tape on Monday. See, I had heard that Tua came to them with symptoms. That's what I had heard. This is Mike McDaniel saying, coaches thought something might be wrong from watching the game tape and questioned Tua with a high degree of concern. So so the coaches are watching the game tape. They go to Tua with a high degree of concern and then... (laughs) So here's the thing. I'm sorry to laugh, but come this on. is this is double CYA move here. I know because Tua claims he came in and said I have symptoms on Monday, and now the coaches are saying, "Well, when we were reviewing the game tape Sunday night, we, we had a high degree of concern." So when he came in Monday and said, "I've got symptoms," we weren't surprised. I. Does the left hand know what the right hand's doing down there? Honest to Pete. Yeah. Like, it, it looks I said this on the show the other day, Steve, I know, but it bears repeating. How are you, 
based on Tua's previous history this season. Not hyper-vigilant about the health of that guy. Not to mention the fact he's the most important player on the field for your offense. I don't know if he's the most important player on the field for their offense, but he's their quarterback. I don't know if it's going to look as good with Teddy in there. I'm just saying. Might not, but it might. It might. It looked better than it did in the fourth quarter of the game against. Okay, that's fair. Right? (laughs) But he might have had a concussion when he was doing that. That's right. But still, I think it might be, and I'm just throwing this out there, Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't care all that much about Tua. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, wow! I, I've listen. This it, they may go to Tua in the offseason and say, Tua, I don't know. I mean, you might think about retiring. You're gonna start from scratch, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying don't draft another one, but. Sure, draft another one. Fine. Leave if there's this one guy there. in the pipeline. But in the meantime, then you go out and you and you turn him a, into a bridge guy. Yeah, you, you know look, what I mean. Well, no, turn Teddy Bridgewater into a bridge guy. Well, he's been a bridge guy for or, five years. Or hire somebody like Tyrod Taylor, who will be a free agent. Or no, he won't be a free no, agent. No, he's under contract. He's under contract with the Giants. Daniel Jones is a free agent. There you go. You could trade for Daniel Jones as a stopgap. Oh my god! Or you could get bring one it of these, on. Or you one of go you, ahead. Yeah, you could get one of these other guys. <laughs> Think about it. There's a ton of guys around. Carson Wentz and Nick Foles and and. Oh my the God! Guy, Nick Sam Ellinger is going to be available. Oh, all these guys. Lord. All these. You can go down the list. There's a ton of guys out there. Who, None of them are any good, though. Well, no, you, well, you don't want the guy to be that good. You gotta, well, as a as a stopgap, yeah. how good do you need him to be with that offense, with all the weapons around him? <sighs> wow. All you need him to be is like six or eight. You need to get him eight games good at four and four or three and five. Yeah. Then that gives you a chance to come back, get your just, rookie in there, and you know, yeah, put the guy in for the last nine games of the season. Right. I just. I saw this come down today that, you know, he's not going to play on Sunday in a game that the Dolphins need to have. Um, they need this game to stay in front of everybody else that's nipping at their heels in the AFC playoff race. It's wild Carter bust for the Dolphins. They can't win the division. Right. So I was reminded of this when I saw Tua not expected to play on Sunday. Teddy Bridgewater going to start. And I remember the scouting reports on Tua. You know, great accuracy, quick decision maker, durability is a concern. Right. And here we are. Not a big framed guy, not good at escaping. And And he's played he played his college football at a place I told you this in earlier. He had maybe a dozen professional football players on the rock, maybe more than that, guys who were coming out the next year or the year after. Oh, yeah. They probably had 20 to 25 professional football stars. players on his side of the ball when yeah. he got in the, on the field. Now, not all of them are on offense. Some of them are on defense, obviously. But let's say he had a handful of guys on his offensive side of the ball, him and five other guys that are playing professional football right now. Yeah. Playing against, what I say, dental students. Mm-hmm. At what from Vanderbilt or wherever it was they were playing, you know Georgia Tech, whatever I don't even know the SEC schools, Mississippi State, who actually had a good year this year, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's playing with better athletes, with, and you know he looks good doing it, 
He's got pro. He's got Brian Dayball when he's a freshman calling the play. He goes in at halftime of that freshman game. Remember when Jalen Hurts came out yeah, and Tua goes in game. and Dayball calls the bomb that wins the, the national play, championship yeah. right before he comes to Buffalo. So he was getting top-flight coaching. Top-flight coaching. And he had all the best players on his side of the ball. What do you have? And I get it. I'm, I mean, I'm going to discount what he did. But that doesn't seem like he's overcoming that much. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Final bit of quarterback news from around the NFL, Steve. You're All right, like let's this. hear it. You're going to like this one. Let's hear it. Colts head coach Jeff Saturday said he is going to stick with Nick Foles despite his abominable three-interception game this past week against the Chargers. Yeah. <clears throat> well, they were 0-14 on third down two weeks ago with Ellinger. They were only 0-10. for 10 on third down with Foles. So stick with Foles. He's doing better. No, it was didn't Matt Ryan play the week before? Yes, that's right, maybe. Matt Ryan played yeah, the maybe. week before. Okay. Either way. Oh for 24 on third down in the last two games, folks. The, the your, your Indianapolis Colts. I think that might be harder to do than actually converting one. It's hard to go over two weeks in a row on third down, isn't it? That's really hard. You've got to be supremely awful. You think you'd get a third and zero, you know, to go third and like less not than even one. by penalty. Did you get one? Do you know what I oh, mean? That's right. I didn't think you didn't even that. get one via that's penalty. Right? Like it's really hard to not convert a third down in two consecutive weeks. They don't even have the excuse of, well, we only had six third down opportunities this week. You had fourteen and ten. And you didn't get any of them. You didn't even get a gift with a penalty. You couldn't even draw anybody off sides. Yeah. Let me tell you this. That is god-awful. They're playing worse now under Jeff Saturday than they did under Frank Reich. Frank Reich got fired. Why is Jeff Saturday still in the building? You know why? I'll tell you why. Nobody wants the job. They don't want to work for that owner, I don't think. I think they, the people around the league see that as a meddling owner. Nobody wants a guy parachuting in, making decisions. Well, I'm sure they'll be able to find somebody to take the job. There's only 32 of those kinds of jobs in the world in the NFL, so someone will know. take the job. I just, but at this you, point, want to, you want to tell me they'll be down to their fifth or sixth choice, I'll listen to that. I'm telling I think you, that'll well, happen. They'll, yeah, they'll find somebody to take the job. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not going to be choice one, two, or three. Who? Yes, that is right. That is right. Like, I don't, I don't see them getting Sean Payton, somebody like that. They're not getting that guy. They, listen, and I, because guess, who, do guess think, who those top coaching candidates will be talking to? They'll be talking to Frank Reich. Hey, what was going on over there? What the heck happened? I'll say this. Usually, when this process works out, the GM, the president of the club, the you know the, uh, um, the scouting set, all the pro, pro player director, the people that are going to be there, football operation, all those guys, they talk, they do the interview with the head coach. A lot of people think the owner is the guy sitting there in the front row, in the middle, asking all the questions. Usually, the owner comes in at the end of the process. Okay, you got your guy. Let's hear him. Let me let me meet him. That's how it goes typically. Yeah. I'm not saying it does that every time, but the owner comes in and at the end of it and says, You've, all right, let's, let's talk to the guy. If this guy's on your short list, let me talk to him. When did, jo- when did 
McDaniels, Josh McDaniel is it Josh McDaniel, the guy, the head coach of the uh, of the Va- Ra- Raiders. Yeah, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels took comes the in, job, turned it down. Took the reneged. job, then late in the process, turned it down. Right when you would kind of start rubbing elbows with the owner, who's going to be and what he says about everything. And he said, you know what? Uh, I am not your guy. I'm not saying that happened, but it does look suspiciously like that's what happened. I am not saying no, but I am saying I'm not your guy. He, he bailed yeah, he at did. the moment when he finally got in to the, the point where he hour. was in the 11th hour when he's finally going to say, he already, okay. He already hired a defensive coordinator. He hired Eberflus. He's like, I got him, I'm going to meet with the owner. And here's what he goes in, meets with the owner, and he and he's, doesn't like it. And he says, I ain't, I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. I haven't signed anything. I'm out. Uh. It's something else, man. Yeah, the, I don't know. The recent history is not good for Ursay. He has been in the news more of the, in the last two months than Jerry Jones. Well, right, because he spoke out on Washington on Commanders. On the Dan Snyder situation. And then he fired his head coach who he had just given an extension to, hires makes a controversial hire, skipping all norms of what that should look like. That, yeah. That. Who do they play this week? They play the Giants. Mm. Giants are going to win an in. Giants are in the, yeah, they need, and they Giants need, are in the playoffs right now. There's call, no way it. I'm calling there's no way the Giants lose to an Indianapolis Colts team that is 0 for 24 in their last two games on third down and has Jeff Saturday as their head coach. Yeah. There is absolutely no way Brian Dayball and the Giants lose that game. Okay. Absolutely no way. And I'm saying this, too. that If it's cold in Indianapolis, all the exhaust pipes of the players' cars are going to be running during the game. You'll be able to see the smoke coming out of them because yeah. they're going to be warming them up to get out of there. Oh, my gosh. They're going to go with Nick Foles in Indianapolis again. Well, who else are they going to go? Going to go back to Sam Ellinger? No. And they're not going to go to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Boy, did the game pass Matt Ryan by quickly? Matt Ryan looks as old as me. He aged 10 years in one season. 15. Yeah. He looks looks absolutely spent. It's been a rough go. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Topic of discussion for us today. What do you see as the biggest challenge with the Bengals? So assess this matchup for us, if you would. Let us know what you see as the biggest challenge with this Bengals team for the Bills on Monday night. 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board. Got an open line for you there. Or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at one Bills Live. Um, there's a few concerns here <laughs> with this Bengals team. As I was talking about earlier this week, I think if there's one thing that Burrow has settled in and become as a quarterback in this league, it's a guy that'll just take the layups. He, I'm not. I I mentioned Tom Brady. I mentioned him in the same breath as Tom Brady. I'm not saying he's going to be a seven-time Super Bowl champion. I'm not saying he's going to have all the records that Brady has, but his playing style is a is somewhat similar to Brady. You know he'll. He'll nickel and dime you all the way down the field. Death by a thousand cuts. You know, right. the, as soon as a guy comes open for a free six yards, he'll take it. He plays. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid. He plays like Tom Brady played. 
He throws it from the pocket. He rarely ever escapes. He buys a little bit of time. I don't even know if he's as good as Brady at you know being as fluid in the pocket as stepping away from pressure. He gets sacked a lot. And I think that's the one thing that sets him apart from guys like Allen and Mahomes and Herbert. He gets sacked. But man, oh man, I'm telling you, right, you watch those guys play. He, the ball is out, and it is on target. He can sling it. He has got an accurate arm, and he makes all the throws. And it, I, I watched the, the Patriot game that the Bengals had last weekend in Foxborough, and I'm telling you what, if you're a Patriot fan, it was just maddeningly inevitable that you had no shot in that game. They only lost by four points, and it was not even close. Mm. The Bengals, I mean, they turned it over three times, gave up a pick six, all, and it was just, it was, I mean, they, the Bengals were like the Chiefs in that game. They were just playing with their food. They were totally, they were, at, that, at the end of it, they were just yawning. Unbelievable game. They are really, really good offensively. And Joe Burrow, for to his credit, you said it, Brad. He started off like twelve of twelve in that game. Yeah, he and he never threw any. He, he threw a couple, you know, fifteen yard passes, but most of them were like that in the flat, right on the money, right over the middle, over the ball, right on the money. The back on an angle route out of the backfield, right on the money. And you know, the Patriots were giving it to him. He was just taking it, and man, they they just had no answer. They'd sprinkle in some runs too, but man, oh man, yeah, they're they're really good. This is going to be a really fantastic game. It'll be fun to watch uh, Leslie Frazier and the crew of, with the Bills try and defend these guys because they are really really good. Right, trio of receivers that. Might be the best one, two, and three talent wise in the league on one roster. Um, you'd have a tough time finding a top three better than that group with Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. All three of them are in the top 25 in the AFC in receiving yards. All three of them. Yeah. I mean, any one of those guys can be the lead dog in a given game for them. Proof of that. Jamar Chase goes out for a month with a hip injury. And Higgins, boy, just kind of pick up the slack. Mm -hmm. And they don't miss a beat. And that's why they've won seven in a row. The Bills have won six in a row. Two teams on red-hot winning streaks coming into this game on Monday night. We do have to step aside and take a break here. But when we come back, we'll have more, including your thoughts on the tweet sheet. As the topic of discussion is today, what do you see? as the biggest challenge with this Bengals team for the Bills on Monday night. 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board. Steve and I back in a moment here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.